0: Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, This week, I catch up with Melbourne-based artist Mitch Walter. How you going, Mitch? Yeah, good, thanks, Tom. How you going? Yeah, good, thanks. We caught up a while back talking about all the elements to go into putting on an exhibition. Like, uh, your show, Absolute Mayhem, is coming up at B-Side Gallery. Like, when's that on again? Uh, Yeah, it opens next Friday, May 19th, and runs until the 28th. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: so... um... Yeah, getting geared up for the show. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's all uh, it's all been coming coming along. Like have been working your ass off, and yeah, getting there?
1: yeah, definitely. Um, it's been my main focus, uh, and yeah, pretty much every single day, days and nights in the studio, just trying to um, smash it out and finish the finish the show the show before it opens. Yeah, in just under oh, just over a week now. Yeah.
0: Jeez, it's always um. You know, it doesn't matter how prepared you are. There's always a race to the finish line, isn't Yeah, it? yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I, I've done shows in the past and so I've learnt from them. But, yeah, there's always... I've, I've pretty much got it all structured up, but it's always a mad race at the end, like you said. And I don't think there's anything that we can actually do about it, you yeah. know. No matter how, how much planning you do, it's still, yeah, it's still craziness right up until the, you know, start having a few beers on opening night.
0: yeah. Because I mean, well we spoke what I think it was like five weeks ago, maybe even more. Mm. No, six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you seemed like you were really under control with it all then. It's like yeah. oh, I just cruise up to the uh, to the deadline and yeah and done. Yeah, uh, um,
1: and and uh, I still feel like I'm a bit composed, but now the there's there just seems to be a few more elements that I may have forgotten, or they just creep up on you, and so the workload gets heavier and. Yeah, I'm, I'm still in good shape and in one piece but we'll see how that how that result is at the end of the show
0: oh yeah, yeah. well don't forget you're at a, a studio with a lot of different artists and uh, a lot of people to uh, help you out if you need it yeah yeah
1: thank you and yeah. um, obviously you've been one of them and yeah I've had plenty of um, people ask if they can help out but it's one of those things with your show like you can't really get them to paint your paintings for you in terms of you know what you're you know, coming up with the ideas and stuff it's it's uh, it can be a lonely process but at the, like as well as in saying that there's some things that um, some guys are going to help out with towards the install and stuff so yeah. yeah
0: cool so this is your third solo show isn't it? yeah yes it is um, I
1: had my first solo show in 2011 um, and then my second show in 2014 and third show coming up now so there've been uh, three years intervals in between.
0: Yeah. Nice. Are you planning on having one in another three years time? Do you think, or do you... I'm hoping to have it a little bit more frequently. You know, the goal
1: eventually would be would be to be in a position to have it at least once a year, um, and you know, continually working on bodies of work. But um, yeah, I mean, that's not to say that I'm pro- you know, I could follow the trend and things get in the way, um, and you know, you never know what's going to happen. So
0: yeah. yeah. Have you approached this show differently to the other two?
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, um, preparation. And um, even though my art can get a little chaotic at times, um, the actual process of it can be quite um, formal. Well, I've discovered that you know it's actually probably better for me to have it a little bit more streamlined and, and, and set out and then allow myself to go nuts on the board rather than have the preparation. In shambles, and um, so that was yeah. That's a that's a, there's a main difference between the other two shows is the preparation. I mean, I'm still creating crazy um, characters and stuff, but yeah, that would be the main difference.
0: Yeah. I've seen you've been uh, really busy in the studio working on one massive piece. It's made up of a lot of smaller pieces. Mm. Like, have you had that concept in your head for a while of wanting to do that?
1: Yeah, I think that was the core of the show. I, you know, it, um, it. There's no doubt that the origins of the show have been built on you know a- aesthetic ambition um, rather than like a like a specific message that I wanted to talk about. And um, yeah, having that centerpiece in the show revolving around it. Has actually been a great sort of point of focus for me to keep going and um, and to sort of explore the types of imagery that I create. Um, And so, um, yeah, the you know, it's it's got to be seen to be to be believed. I can't. I'm not very good at explaining how it's sort of set up, but I guess it's it's 29 artworks um, at different sizes, and um, they um, they each um, are their own sort of artworks in like have their own identities themselves, but together they, they create like a bigger picture. And, um, I, I think that message really shone out to me while I was creating it because, um, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, the world around me and how, you know, so there's a lot of like self indulgence and, and with you know people that you meet or you see, you know, um, on TV or whatever. And, you know, I, we're always told like many hands make like work and, you know, t- and teamwork is the way to, to, you know, success. But, you know, I'm, that's what, I guess the message I'm trying to say, you know, these things, these um, artworks are their own identity, but together they make something way more impressive. And, mm. you know, I guess that's the sort of general message that I'm getting out of that piece in particular. So
0: they form like Voltron. Yes.
1: <laughs> A big transformer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's and it's and it's intense as well. The mm. the piece, um, like I said, it has to be seen to be sort of comp- to comprehend what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, it's a, yeah. I guess it's an artistic transformer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've uh, watched you chip away at it for months now, and it's um. Like the actual piece is too big to fit in your space at the studio. Yeah, and you've had to just work on it section by section. Yeah, it's going to be really good to see it all um, up on the wall in one, you know, in the gallery is one big, big piece. Yeah,
1: it. I, I'm. I. It's funny because I haven't actually seen it as a full piece yet, either. So no one's seen it all put together at once with, um, with the outlines and everything. I've put it on. I've laid it on the floor, um, when I had uh, no outlines on it and there was just like all the painted areas were sort of ready to, for the next step. And, um, and that was just on the floor and it, and it had quite an energy to it then. And now when we install it it's got it's more articulated with outline and um, obviously it's going to be standing up. So um, I'm yet to have um, experienced it yet and I'm sure that it will be quite an interesting. Um, artwork to view yeah it stands at three meters wide by three meters tall so and we've had to make a temporary wall for the gallery because it wouldn't have fit anywhere um uh, in the gallery itself so yeah there's been quite a bit of construction to it so yeah
0: yeah so you mentioned that the piece is too big to to fit on the wall studio and you're like painting it in sections like do you um just sort of treat every section as like an individual artwork, and then, um, but just because of you've got a general markup of the whole thing, it all mm. sort of fits together. But you you just sort of work on one piece at a time. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, that's primarily. Yeah, yes, pretty much. Um, obviously, they connect. So I, I work with a f- I work on a few different ones at the same time. But when I'm work, yeah, uh, when I'm working on one artwork, it's. Uh, Everything, all the content that's in that, in that square, um, you know, I'm I'm zoning in on that, and that's the, the, the the primary focus at that time, and that's, and it's probably been a blessing in disguise not being able to fit it in my area because, the, emphasis on each artwork being their its own identity or its own um, artwork, um, was probably made easier because I did work on them individually. So, and then obviously, like you said, the markup brings it all together because all the shapes match up so um yeah that was very interesting to as a process like having not having done anything like it before um and yeah it was a yeah that's pretty much the, the process of each one
0: yeah Because mm. so i guess if you um had the whole thing all up on on the wall at one time you can get um so caught up in certain sections of it and neglect others yeah. yeah
1: yeah well and that's the thing that i have to have in mind is that like the each artwork has to be well you know to my standards of you know worthy of, of, of being sold by itself and being its own artwork because that's what they each art each artwork in the piece actually gets sold individually mm. so um yeah that uh, focusing on um each piece was was really important so they could be their own thing and then together they create another thing. But in, in saying that, I think it also created a more intense vibe to the, the entire piece mm. because there's a lot more detail than probably what I thought I was going to do. And um, yeah, th- yeah, it's, it's really interesting.
0: I'm like super excited about it actually. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So like for those that don't know your artwork, like what? how would you describe your style? Uh, Definitely.
1: In the last, say five years, I've, um, it's a very, I I usually fill the canvas or the board or whatever surface I'm painting on with lots of color and shapes and stuff. And then I outline those shapes and, and, um, yeah, it's pretty much just a big, uh, chaotic scene. Most of my work. Um, yeah, and I, and I do other like illustration work and, and, um, and painting that's not necessarily as chaotic. Um, and, you know, some other commercial stuff. But, um, yeah, for this art practice, it's there's usually, you know, characters or, you know, observational drawings that are like, uh, they they all form together and,
0: you know, it's just a bunch of craziness, really. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I've seen your pile of sketchbooks at the studio and, like, you've got a massive, massive stack of of sketchbooks. Yeah. So you've been developing this style for number of years i say
1: yeah the sketchbooks are pretty important to my practice um they, they are um, like not every page is as chaotic as like as the artwork but um especially for the last two shows they they pay, played a really pivotal role because the first show was called character and that was based on like characters that I had been drawing my sketchbooks at the time and then um, 2014 I had probably like over 70 sketchbooks over a span of two years or something. Um, It was like quite a prolific period of drawing. And that show was called Hoarder and it was was me releasing all the ideas that I had kept in these sketchbooks over that period. And um, so this year, so this show, um, like the sketchbooks haven't played as a pivotal role um, in the short term because I haven't actually been drawing in sketchbooks of late. It's been more loose leaf paper and then putting them together but the drawing process in all of that is like super important to me because, like, one, like I enjoy it. It's the like one of the most enjoyable things in my life. And two, the practice, you know, that I get out of drawing constantly is like is something that I can like visually see improvement, like all the time. And that's the thing that drives you. But you have to do the work to be able to see the see the you know the signs of of improvement yeah
0: yeah and like in your paintings you have so many different elements like um like so many different objects and and types of things and you seem to be able to draw all of them like really well mm. like have you do you like do you repeat yourself a lot or do you just see different things and 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 teach yourself to draw them and just put them in there and yeah how do all these elements come kind of about? the process um
1: Uh, it's not necessarily like this happens exactly this way all the time but um, pretty much uh, I will get uh, get my paints ready and I'll really just attack it without thinking it um, attack the the board without thinking about anything really and just create colorful shapes sometimes I do definitely paint specific things but what I'm getting that there is the the things that I draw in the composition there's sometimes just me tracing that shape mm. like it might look like something or might resemble something and i might not necessarily know how to draw that um at that time but because it looks like that you know then i pursue it this that process has actually been one of the best things to for my improvement in drawing because i'm not someone that will go and look at a you know Grey's anatomy and try and learn how to like draw the bones properly and stuff whether that's what something I would like to do, but I'm a bit too lazy in that regard. But with the with painting these um, shapes and objects without knowing what they are to begin with, that's where I'm finding the most organic um, way to learn how to draw stuff because it's just right in front of me. Whether it's like a, co- a combination of like a thick layer of paint with the grain of a of the timber board that I'm painting on, or whether it's I'm like painting a mural and, you know, the bricks are creating a, a specific shape that's resembling something that I'm familiar with. Like that's, they're the sorts of things that I'm thinking about when I'm drawing and and I'm just forever searching through this like kind of subconscious expression. And yeah, it's really, it's really fun to do. And yeah, that's the main thing. Like I, I enjoy it, but you know, I can see the, I can see um, the improvement in my drawing as well. And that's, yeah. Yeah,
0: So it's like um, looking up at the clouds and making yeah. shapes out of clouds yeah. and then just turning them into that. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: funny. Like I never used to do that as a kid or anything. Um, but of, of re- recent, like, you know, of, of past like few years of definitely being, you know, the clouds, you know, that's a that's another thing. You know, you just look up and you see all sorts of imagery. That's exactly how I pretty much approach my my artwork.
0: You say you' don't, you're not like drawing all the time but these days, but you you either drawing or painting every day.
1: Yeah, um, I still draw every day, not just not in like the, the sketchbooks, but oh, okay. but in saying that, um, the reason why I've gone away from the sketchbooks is that because is, was because I wasn't creating enough artwork. I wasn't actually creating paintings. They were all just ideas stored away in those sketchbooks. but so I, I still draw every day. And of late, it's been both painting and drawing of day because of the exhibition. And yeah, so um,
0: yeah, I pretty much do those both those things every day. Yeah. So did you um, go to art school or are you self-taught?
1: No, I, I went to um, the Australian Academy of Design uh, and I completed a Bachelor of Design Arts there, majored in visual arts. Um, that The Academy was an awesome place to go to. It, it was a... A small university uh, academy and um, uh, I only had like 16 uh, people in the class to start with graduated with eight so um, yeah I had my time there was enjoyable with the fact that you know we could get a lot of one-on-one time with the lecturers and stuff and you know I got a job there afterwards you know, hanging exhibitions in the gallery um, and yeah so I guess uh, but going there helped but Again, prolific and persistent drawing every day is is up there with you know why where why I'm at in my career so far.
0: Yeah, know. and like how would you get into art in the first place?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it's 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 that normal story with everyone else. You know, started as a kid uh, and was just obsessed and you know drew on everything. Um, you know. Parents' to-do lists, shopping lists, you know, uh, walls, you know, uh, anything I could find. Off. I was just always drawing and um, always trying to find something to do. You know, it was just it's it's that you, you hear that from a lot of different people. Uh, there's no crazy story to how I yeah got into art. It just um, yeah. seemed to be something that I enjoyed and did a lot and yeah, you know, uh, just never looked back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or thought about working anything else. Yeah. The last um, time I had a different ambition in like as a job for when I was older, I was when I was seven and I wanted to be a mad scientist. Like <laughs> after that, you know, I kept on drawing and by, you know, when I was in grade six, so I kind of knew I wanted to do something with that, with drawing and, and art, but I had no idea. And then eventually you, you get to like you 10 or 11 and then you start to um, uh you start to weigh up your options and and then you see what's what's out there and you know art school just seemed to be the the thing for me at the time i wasn't ready to just be an artist i had to learn a lot and and i did
0: yeah, yeah. it's um it's funny cuz like your paintings look like they've been made by a mad scientist yeah yeah, yeah.
1: i mean <laughs> i yeah i guess i'm just obsessed with
0: madness <laughs> yeah. so um like what what are the materials that you normally use
1: yeah, uh depends on the, the the job or the um yeah, what I'm trying to make. Uh I, I I paint on timber boards um or and use you know acrylic paints or um I'll I'll speak for the show that I'm doing right now. So I'm I'm painting on timber boards. I've used yeah acrylic paints and I use um actually I use Molotow uh, marker ink um that yeah, and what I do is I actually take the ink out of that and then use a really fine paintbrush to do the outlines with. Um, I used to use Posca, but I'm not sure about the quality and sometimes the they the colors wash out. But the Moltos like held up pretty strong. And um, so yeah, I'm doing that. Uh, you know, I'm trying I'm looking at potentially doing some sculpture for the show. So then you know, use like timber for like cutouts or whatever. And then yeah, for other art parts of my art practice. I'd use anything, drawing utensils on paper, or if I'm painting a mural, it's usually aerosol. Hmm.
0: Hmm. So you've worked as an artist for as long as I've known you. Um, Like how long have you been doing that for? Uh,
1: Since I graduated uni, which was in 2011. So started in 2012, pretty much. Yeah, Um, actually it's funny, like when I graduated from uni, I thought that I, you know, things would just come to me. At the time, I was actually doing an internship at, at the age and coming out of uni. Um, I was like, "Well, you know, this is this is how it's going to be. This, this, that, and whatever." I had everything set out. And in the, in the first six months, I had two jobs, like freelance jobs, and I realized how hard it was. And so, the first six months of my of starting out was, um, uh, you know, it was eye opening. And um, and then from there I've just progressed along, yeah.
0: Yeah. So what's the um the bulk of the work you get? Like, is uh, like interiors or murals or art commissions? Or?
1: Yeah. Well, that's a good question. There's a mixture of. Uh, I think murals at the moment for, the, for maybe from the last two years has been uh, more common than say like illustration jobs. Uh, a few years ago, like three or four years ago, I was heavily into like probably wanted to be like a political cartoonist or a commentary cartoonist in the newspaper, but sort of like steered a little bit away from that for now, Um, but at that time I was mainly looking for illustration jobs, so yeah, from time to time, you know, whatever the trend is at the the time, um, it's, it's changed, but of late it's been more mural work and private commissions.
0: Yeah, I've noticed is like um, a lot of artists are making a living off mural work, whether it's what they want to do or not. Like mm. the work just seems to be out there at the moment. Oh yeah, it?
1: yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I think all every artist that's doing murals right now is just sort of taking the work while it's there. I, I can't imagine many more walls being vacant in Melbourne, and, um, and you know, uh, the scope of of the the content in terms of what murals are going up in Melbourne is really changing as well. It's not so much, it's not just sorry, it's not just your aerosol, uh, not typical but well well known street art styles and graf- graffiti styles. You know you're seeing people paint hundreds of square meters of walls with you know rollers and 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 paint and they're creating you know stuff that's away from that. Yeah, so around yeah, it's um the mural uh the mural work at the moment is is um yeah it's pretty good
0: yeah because i was just just that a lot of people i speak to on the podcast it's um you know i i approach them about their art but then we end up always talking about the mural work yeah just because there's so much of it happening it's um yeah it seems to be um an abundance of work out there yeah bloody like, oath. so even me like i'm trying to um uh, focus a lot on my my studio practice. Yeah. Um. But most of the uh, my income comes from painting murals mm. at the moment. And yeah. I'm I'm not like going oh I want to be a mural painter because it's not my my main focus. Yeah. but Definitely. Um. Take the work. Yeah. bloody like,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I was saying, you, you just take it. Um, yeah. And uh. Yeah. I, I, and I know the wall you're talking about. You did recently. Like that's massive. And yeah. well. And then in terms of say if you're talking financially and like what Uh, with murals um, you know bigger area usually tends to a bigger budget well Mm. in in an ideal world Um, but yeah against that's that's in comparison to like private commissions where it's like smaller artwork and you know it's just the yeah I think the mural game at the moment is prolific and people living off it because of the sheer size of walls Mm. that people are are managing to create
0: yeah but it's also the clients as well Mm. like I think if, if you're selling um A piece of artwork like you want to sell a massive a really big piece of artwork to someone and it's going to cost a lot of money yeah it's um hard you know you have to find someone who can actually afford it yeah whereas a lot of the mural work is coming from um councils and um and big corporate clients yeah so the the financial backings there yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, exactly yeah um yeah that's becoming more common with those types of clients yeah 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 Cash in, get the corporate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't mind taking the corporate cash.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when you first graduated, did you um like pick up a, a big commission or a big job that sort of set you up and you said, "All right, I can do this now. I'm going to live as an artist."
1: Uh, eventually, but at the start, no. It was mainly just picking up small jobs, um, you know, um, paid or unpaid. A lot of free free work just to try and get my name out there. And it was more so the uh, more of a prolific. Um, work getting rather than you know looking for, for big commissions and I guess uh, um, big uh, I guess when you actually start out you know a big a big commission a big thing for me was this you know an artwork that was 60 centimetres by 60 centimetres squared and like at that, that time I was like oh you know I can actually do this and then you just go from job to job so I guess at the time it was big looking at hindsight not so much but um you know, it was probably years until I started getting... Well, it was years until I probably got... Uh, I think my biggest job was in terms of um, when I first got it was a, a mural for LinkedIn. I think that's when I started to believe I could actually do larger scale work and and um, and I could get into that field and, and, it's, and like working with them and, and that company and the companies that got me there has really... Um, helped um, get more bigger jobs really mm. yeah
0: mm. so um, like when you graduated did you plan on becoming an artist because I know a lot of people graduate and they just go and get a job and they and they it's like they, um, they've um they studied something but it's almost for self-interest yeah
1: I, I was hell-bent on, on working for myself whether that was a, as an artist as an illustrator as a graphic designer like which you know I do a bit of graphic design I'm not very good at but you do it for friends or whatever but you know i i just try to put myself in my you know fingers as many pies and um yeah i guess that was um that was the the goal was was to you know work for myself primarily and as a creative but you know as whether it was as an artist or whatever i wouldn't i wasn't fussed yeah yeah
0: yeah and so since then like you, you mentioned before that you did a job for LinkedIn. You've had a, like a, a lot of other big corporate clients as well, haven't you? Yeah, it's um
1: yeah I'm, I've, I've done job jobs for say like yeah, Facebook or Adidas, um yeah LinkedIn like you said Lonely Planet Splunk that like the the these like quite big companies and you know they um they've been at their headquarters whether in Melbourne or Sydney and um yeah I've managed to sort of work with the right people that get that work with those sorts of clients and and i wouldn't have got there without taking all those free stuff all those free jobs back in the day so it's sort of paying off with you know the the hard slog back there not saying it's not a hard slog now or that i'm content with where i'm at but it's i'm at a stage where it's like well this is one stepping stone that you know this is this was one goal i wanted to get to so um yeah it's been been good getting those sorts of jobs for sure mm.
0: yeah because it is hard to um, like build up a folio at mm. first isn't it it's like i've i've even been there several times myself where it's like shit all right i, I, I want to get the work i know i can do it but i don't have anything to show that i've already done to actually tee up the jobs yeah it's um and it all and it all comes down to those like free jobs for people or self-initiated projects mm-hmm. just to show that you're capable of doing the work bloody oath
1: yeah um yeah that that really helped and you know, you just you gradually improve your portfolio one job at a time. I mean, you weed out all the old ones which you used to thought, which you used to think was, you know, bees knees. But now you're past that, and you you just your portfolio is starting to build. And yeah, like you said, it's hard at the start, but you know, you gradually get there.
0: And you know, I always I've also found that um, if you're bouncing all over the place doing a whole bunch of different like styles of projects, I think it. Um, it it's really good to have in your folio the work that you want to be doing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because yeah. if you're doing work that you're not happy with, like, that it's not ideal and it's like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm being, I'm doing this for the cash. Yeah. And it's, it's not what I want to do. No. If you've got, if your folio is filled with those type of jobs, you'll continue to attract that type of work. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, that's right. You've got to be
0: smart yeah.
1: in how you present it and what you, and what you include.
0: Yeah. So do you have any, um, like, a favorite project you've worked on? Or anything that can come, that comes to mind. Well, I, I think working on the,
1: the exhibitions have probably been the most enjoyable because they're the ones where it's like where you're your own brief, you're your own constraint. You go and push the boundaries as far as you want. But like with other jobs, they may say stuff like that. You know, push it to wherever you want to go. But it's usually drawn back to some sort of um, uh, it's drawn back to what they want. And so I think the exhibitions are my most enjoyable projects. Commercially, um, it was awesome working with Ono's on the Lonely Planet job. We, we did this massive wall using Poscas and um, it's really intricate and detailed. And, and that was an awesome job. Me and him did some later, like long hours doing that, but it was great because we enjoy each other's, each other's company. Um, and you know it was lots of fun and the same would go with the job I did with Crisis up in Sydney for Splunk and in Melbourne and same thing similar um, prospect and those two jobs are enjoyable Um, were enjoyable because of the people around you yeah Yeah.
0: so you enjoy collaborating with other artists oh
1: I love it and I always I always try and push um, collaboration Um, whether I you know I score a big mural or it's a a smaller job um, I try and, as much as I can or as much as the job allows you to, To I'll, I'll always try and bring someone in and not just to
0: help create my idea, to help create the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because yeah, there's a lot to be learned from collaboration. Like I've, I've learned a lot, but even if I collaborate with someone who paints a completely different style to me and I've got no interest in painting anything like that they paint, mm-hmm. I always pick up something from them.
1: Oh, al- Always. Uh, even being in this environment at the arts hall this like the studio yeah i'm always learning off people but when you're actually working on a job together that's like i think a you'll learn a lot more about that person and b and 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 their practice and and process um and b you'll learn those little techniques that they know but you don't and then you know you bring that into your own repertoire um and that's yeah, like I was saying before with the prolific drawing like helping me improve my practice. Collaborations probably number 2 then uh, for sure art jamming in the studio with you know guys like Chihihi and 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 the likes, you know um yeah, it's uh it's definitely been a enjoyable and b really uh, I've learned from it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cuz I, I I remember when I first came to the studio I'd see you guys sitting there doing that. Like you play like um like time games yeah. where you have to sort of pass yeah. a piece of paper around and everyone's yeah. drawing on on stuff.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah we um, yeah it looks like we don't do a lot of work in terms of like when we do those art jams, but they um, they're little bits of gold from you know your, you you might just be drawing out a, you know you, you might be at a roadblock in terms of you know creative, creative creatively creatively. Um, but you know, when the art jam, when you're art jamming, you just let loose, and then all of a sudden you go back to your own work and then I'm energized and I'm ready to go or I've thought of a different idea or whatever. So yeah, the art jamming in here is kind of a little like, it's a bit of an institution. You know, mm. we, we collaborate a lot, we art jam a lot. The ideas might not go anywhere, but the process of it is um, beneficial.
0: Yeah, so it really loosens you up, okay? Cause oh, there's, there's sure. not there's nothing like on the line. It's not like you're working on a nah. big piece that you want someone to buy. It's like this is just a piece of paper. It doesn't matter what happens. Nah. And it's, it's all for fun. Yeah, you know?
1: and it gets all, yeah gets any ideas out. Um, yeah,
0: I highly recommend art jamming as much as you can with other people. So, what's the premises behind it? Like, how do you guys go about it? Oh
1: well, it depends. I mean, like each time we usually try and like either. Um, create some sort of challenge or we like, whether it's conceptually or time-based um, we do uh, we, we do a lot of um, like time-based art jams where it's um, you know you only get 30 seconds to draw something or you get whatever amount of time maybe even five minutes and then pass, and then we usually pass it around and um, and, and then you, you draw on the next piece of paper and then at the end we have you know five or six collaborative pieces of nonsense usually but you know sometimes gems and yeah or, or we um we have a concept we have you know we have to draw to or a certain area or um yeah whatever the 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 art gems are usually you know yeah, some sort of um
0: thing that we're working to yeah yeah and people add to each other's pieces oh yeah all that sort of yeah. Stuff. yeah and yeah. that's the other
1: thing it's like uh one unwritten law it's like you can't be pissed off if someone draws over one of your things because that's the, it's, it's for the integrity of the art, not
0: the artist. Yeah. 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 So, um, like, do you have any hobbies outside of art? Uh, yeah, Yeah, I've got a
1: couple. Um, a, a lot of people may or may not know, I still play, um, football for my local team, Marumbina. Um, uh, yeah, I've been playing there since 2011. Um, and like those that know me know that I'm a pretty passionate person especially when you, know, you cross the white line so I I, I love getting to the football club um, and you know I you know I surf and and you know spend time with my partner Jess and dog Lola <laughs> and um, but yeah like the other main part of my life is the football like is football and the football club and um, uh, yeah the, the, that's uh you know, that's that's the other hobby that I have. Yeah, yeah.
0: you're the captain, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, uh, I'll just say this about my my football uh, the the sorry the rela- relationship between my art and football is that they they are totally two separate worlds. But um, I, I've been talking to other artists, and they say that they need a break from art, or like you know not. All the time but maybe regularly and for me i've never been sick of my artwork and i've figured out it's because i have this other world of you know playing football and you know my mind can work in a totally different way and it can it has this total release away from from my art so the two together uh you know they they work side and side in terms of how i keep sane. yeah Mm. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's important, I think. It's yeah. like, um, if you're single-focused, you just get burnt out on yeah. the idea. That's, That's why even with um, an exhibition, mm. you know, you work so hard for an exhibition like you know, and then if you had back-to-back exhibitions, you couldn't live like that because it, it, it totally consumes you. Bloody oath. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm totally consumed by this exhibition. So, <laughs> um, uh, you know, as much as I'm excited excited to show it, I'm also excited to... Maybe have a little bit of a break afterwards, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, is, um, have you travelled much with your art? Uh, not necessarily with my art. It's
1: mainly been only exhibited in Australia. I mean, uh, early days in my resume, I, I used to put down that I exhibited in New York with the Sketchbook Project, which is like this thing that the Brooklyn Library had done. And um, I think like thousands to nearly millions of people get involved in it, so it wasn't anything special. But um, actually, and... Uh, I've got a piece, uh, in an exhibition now, um, called return flight that will actually, it's, um, based with artists from Edinburgh and Melbourne. And so it actually opened last night, but it will be exhibited in Edinburgh, um, later on in the year. So, um, yeah, uh, that's going to be my first real international, um, showing of my work, but yeah, mainly just in Australia. And in terms of travel, I mean, yeah, it hasn't been with the art, but I, I you know, Jess and I did a trip around America for nine to ten weeks in 2014. Uh, and, like, apart from that, just family holidays, wherever they were. So I, I'm i not the travelling type, and um, I think, like, my sketchbooks and stuff show that I obviously spend a lot of time at in Melbourne, at home, at the studio, drawing. So maybe I should branch out a little bit and travel a bit more, so... <laughs> it's a bit of a kick up the ass yeah, yeah. big world out there it is yeah. yeah I i I envy your travels and you know love the stories that you tell and that's something that I would love to be able to do as well so you know maybe that's the next goal is to try and travel a bit more and you know and hopefully travel with the art you know yeah. hopefully get some residencies in the future um but yeah, right now, it's only been the measly, the one trip, which was amazing. America's awesome. New York inspired me and, you know, everything about it was awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As I keep telling everyone, home's always here. You know, oh. always return whenever you want, but you never know what's out there for you. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll live by that premise from now
0: on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying to plan another trip at the moment. Ooh. Yeah. Not not as big as the previous one. No? But just, I don't know. I've... Um, Claire and I have always said that we want to get out of uh, Melbourne for yeah. two months of winter every, um, every year. Can't and, hack it. Well, no, nah, it's just, why not? <laughs> there you go. It's, it's cold, man. It's like. Yeah, that's it, the two mentalities.
1: Mine's, you know, being tough. Oh, you've got tough out the Melbourne winter. Yours yeah. is like, well, there's travel to go on. Yeah. So maybe I should have that sort yeah. of mentality.
0: You've brought that footy club mentality <laughs> to the studio. What, miss footy season? Yeah, well,
1: that's it, actually. <laughs> I think that's the reason why I haven't traveled a lot either, is because footy season, yeah. you know. Can't really escape the winter when you're out there in the uh, you know two degree Saturday
0: Yeah, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so getting back to your exhibition, do you um do you have any like um goals you're trying to achieve with this show?
1: Uh, I think creating the centerpiece was a big goal. Um, I actually, yeah the big the goal is is whether I can tie everything in and without it ma- just looking like a big mess. I mean it's the show's called Absolute Mayhem. And um and I want to create that sort of feeling of kind of overwhelming um, visual, you know, visuals just in your face. Um, but in saying that, how the layout and the composition and and, uh, and how I'm going to install the show is like super super important. And I've been think, you know, if I can, you know, get away with this craziness as a cohesive show that's the goal mm-hmm. um, yeah that's the main goal for me yeah,
0: yeah. what about um, like, like career wise like do you want to um, be noticed by a different crowd or anything like that or um, have you know like leverage your career off the back of this show No,
1: no, nah, nah, I, I don't necessarily think about who is resonating with the show um, if they do that is really interesting but it doesn't matter who it is there's no real uh, goals in terms of um, you know being noticed by certain people. Although I hope opportunities do come from this. It's not so much the yeah you know, who who they are, but you know if there's maybe there might be some like uh, exhibition opportunities in in other galleries or residencies or whoever. So I'd love for you know people that are um, in, you know, in the industry to look at it, but only. Yeah, you know, just to show what I'm what I'm showing. It's yeah, it's a, I, I tend not to try. I try not to worry about, um, you know, uh, what people specifically think in terms of my practice. But you know, if um, if they have something to say, I you know I, that's if they come up to me and have something to say, I think that's a that's that's something that I look really forward to talking and engaging about. Something that's interesting. It's not just you know we're not talking about mainstream crap that I seem to be talking to people about a lot and maybe too much. So yeah, just you know, in conversation starters maybe that's yeah. the goal. <laughs>
0: yeah. So do you have any um plans or projects for after the exhibition, or are you completely consumed with uh, right here, right now?
1: Oh no, believe it or not, I've, yeah, I I've been managing my you know my my practice as well as creating this show. I've and so, there's a few jobs lined up afterwards, um, but it's more so, yeah. And uh, in terms of projects, I'd love to start a show, another show straight, straight away. I've got an idea, but I think I I think I think might be a tad burnt out um, creatively at the end of this. So, I might give myself, you know, however much time I need, and then I'll get stuck into that idea because I'm
0: pretty excited about that one too. Yeah. 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 So um like where's the best place for people to view art online? Uh, the best place is
1: Instagram. So my handle is just at Mitch Walder. no spaces, just the full name. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a website at the moment. Uh, as I've been saying for the last six years, it's currently under construction. So um, and it's still you know I've just got the worst uh, builders of websites, which is no one. Uh, <laughs> on my yeah. So, that's the excuse I've been saying for the last five, six years. Um, so, yeah, Instagram um, is probably the best way to view most of my work,
0: yeah. All right, and um, so do you just want to remind the listeners where and when your shows?
1: Gone? Yeah, uh, um, my exhibition, Absolutely, May- oh, Absolutely Mayhem, I've just screwed that up. Absolute Mayhem <laughs> at B-Side Gallery on 121 Brunswick Street, Fitzroy. It opens Friday the 19th of May and runs until the 28th. Um, and that's it.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time to uh, sit down and have a chat.
1: No, thank you. It's been enjoyable, and I've uh, I've actually looked forward to this since you said, since you asked. And then, um, yeah, I've loved the Bench Talk podcast uh, since you've moved in here. They've been very beneficial for my practice as well. So, no, thank you.
0: Ah, oh, thanks. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guest, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you will find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also, follow us on Instagram, Bench underscore Talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.